Well, many of you are aware of the fact that Nefesh Benefesh has announced its 2017 Bonetzion Prize recipients. It's an annual prize awarded to English-speaking Olim who have greatly contributed to the state of Israel. In the area of education, Rabbi Chaim Bravender has been chosen by Nefesh Benefesh for this year's uh, Bonetzion Prize. Rabbi Bravender began teaching in 1967 American students who were making their way to Jerusalem following the Six-Day War. Uh, soon after, he established Yeshivat HaMiftar, then founded Michlel at Bruria, which is today uh, Midrash at Lindenbaum, uh, which is today Midrash at Lindenbaum, which revolutionized women's Torah study by introducing in-depth textual study and Talmud to women's learning. Uh, from the M. Kippur War through the late 80s, he served in the IDF Rabbinate. In 1999, he founded Atid, the Academy for Torah Initiatives and Directions in Jewish Education. And in 2007, Rabbi Bravender launched WebYeshiva.org. If you're wondering when this journey began, Rabbi Bravender made Aliyah from New York back in 1965. Rabbi Chaim Bravender, an honor to welcome you to JM in the AM. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm in Jerusalem, and I guess you're in New York someplace. Yeah, we're in New York. We're in Manhattan, but uh, I'd rather be in Jerusalem, that's for sure. Uh, such a, you know, we always talk about the Six-Day War, and obviously a lot of talk about it recently. Uh, we were there during the week of Yom Yerushalayim number 50. Uh, we had the honor to be part of the whole celebration, etc., etc. And so many people talk about life before the Six-Day War and life after the Six-Day War, even as it affects American jury. We know there was a certain attitude that people had uh, being a member of the Jewish community, even in the New York area before the Six-Day War, and then one of greater pride and joy after the Six-Day War. What are your memories of that time? If you could take us back 50 years, what stands out to you in regard to the worldwide Jewish community and that historic event? I think that uh, before the Six-Day War, everybody felt a tremendous fear that it was all going to come to an end. And therefore, the elation that was part of our lives when the, uh, when the war was obviously going to be won was even greater than it might have been ordinarily, because, you know, in the Hasidic kind of way of thinking about things, you sink down in order to get more in your life. And there was never in my life have I seen or heard or imagined the kind of up that an entire nation had during this Six-Day War, from, you know, the, the depths of, of, uh, of mourning to the heights of uh, glory. That's what happened in the Six-Day War. And every single person, it had nothing, it was not exclusive to the soldiers. It was every person, the right. people in Meyasharib and the people in Benebrak and the people in Kibbutz Kvat, everybody turned around and said, Something glorious is happening, and uh, that's the only thing in my lifetime that I can attribute such joy to. So that's what happened. We, we changed. We speak. We ab- became a joyous nation. We speak about the um, the Jewish pride effect, which I just mentioned. The religious effect, certainly, as as we alluded to in your bio, because of all the students who all of a sudden you know gravitated to Israel and wanted to be part of the Jewish experience following the Six-Day War. I wonder academically, and we'll talk about Web Yeshiva and, and, and some of the amazing accomplishments you've had, 
Uh, but I wonder academically if uh, if there's been we, we talk about the greater interest in Tanakh. We talk about unique ways of academia and Jewish education now. I'm wondering if some of that can be attributed to what happened 50 years ago. Well, there's no doubt that people are looking for more and more ways of being connected. And there's also no doubt that classical Torah study, uh, immersing yourself in, in the Talmud and, and its commentaries, and trying to follow the difficult kind of reasoning that is often part of Talmudic study, was just not for everybody. That yeah. everybody wanted the connection. Everybody wanted to be connected to the Jewish people through the study of Torah. And the way they did that was by opening doors, reading new books, looking around. I mean, it's all, I mean today there are people who don't like to accept that, but it, to me, it's an obvious truth that people for, were looking for ways to connect themselves to the Torah. For some, it was learning Chumash and Rashi, and for others, it was the Tanakh, and for others, it was Jewish history. But all of these things could be classified as the Torah that is inclusive, the inclusive Torah. That's what people were looking for. And all of a sudden, people who had never thought of themselves as students of Torah were looking for ways to join, to become part of it. And the Jewish bookshelf opened itself up and opened its doors to many. And I think we feel it even today. There are people who maybe 50 years ago or 70 years ago would not have expressed much of an interest in the study of Torah. Mm. And today they're looking for it. The art school phenomenon, the Korean edition of the Talmud, the translations of everything into English, all of that is because people want to be connected and be able to study Torah in a serious in a serious manner. So that happened at the time of the Six Day War. Unbelievable. I'll tell you, unbelievable. You think of the miracle of fifty years ago and you don't even realize the ripple effect that it had and continues to have. Rabbi Chaim Bravender is with us of WebYeshiva.org. He's recipient of the 2017 Nefesh Benefesh Bonet Sion Award for Education. We spoke about the uh, all the different uh, establishments, all the different um, uh, places you have established, including Yeshiva Tamiftar and uh, Midrash at Lindenbaum and Atid and now Web Yeshiva. It seems like you're always innovating, Rabbi Bravender. Why has this WebYeshiva.org shot to the top of that area of Jewish life. I can only think of maybe one or two colleagues that you have in the online, you know, yeshiva-type uh, uh, website or web service that might even come close. Why has webyeshiva.org become such a success? You know, people want to connect through the new technologies. Everybody has a computer. Everybody carries it around with them. Everybody has a phone that does all kinds of tricks that you couldn't imagine just five years ago. Everybody has that. Everybody has that access. So going to school is almost a limiting factor. You just listen to one person talk, <laughs> but on the computer, you can listen to everybody talking. You can get all the information so that somebody had to come along and say, look, computer education is new, it's different, it's novel, we have to think about it, we have to look at that. That's what we do at the Web Yeshiva. We don't just teach Torah. We don't just put it out there. But we try to develop methods which are appropriate for 
computer learning, right. which is not quite the same as regular book learning. I think book learning is great, and I'm in favor of people going to schools where they have books, but there are a lot of people in the world. Book we have students from Hawaii, from Czechoslovakia, are places that the books are just not accessible. And the opinions are not accessible. We give it to them. We lay it all out. It's all there. Click, 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 click. And you get everything you might be looking for. Every book that was ever written. Every subject that was ever covered. I mean, it's a new world. It's you, a new world for teachers. You know, I... Uh, you can't fool your students anymore. Right. You can't tell them, you know, oh, I, I saw this here. I saw that. They're, they're cooking away. They're getting to it faster than you are. You know, I remember... So I, I'm sorry for interrupting. I remember a uh, a young chess player uh, who was doing very well in competition, and I asked about him, and people told me that you know 20 years ago he would not be nearly as good as he is. I'm saying, what do you mean by that? And they said because now he's able to compete on the computer against the best in the world on a regular basis and get together with them in the in that format. Essentially, what what you're saying is the same thing. One can gain so much more academically and become more scholarly compared to years back because of what's at their disposal. Absolutely. Absolutely. But that puts a new burden on the teacher, just as it puts a new burden on the student. The information is all there. You have to access it quickly, efficiently, effectively. You have to maintain somehow the spiritual aspect of learning to Learning Torah, after all, is not just something, it's not like becoming a car mechanic. It's like, you know, it gives you a certain kind of gravitas. You're a certain kind of person. You have to relate in a certain kind, so we have to get that into the computerized learning scheme, which is not an easy thing to do, right? You can't always feel the teacher as you do in the classroom. But we're working at it. And we know that the future will be computerized learning, and therefore it's important for educators to take a stab at it, to work at it, to try to make themselves the great teachers that they could be in frontal teaching, great teachers in computer teaching. The future. That's that's how everybody's going to be learning in another 20 years. Rabbi Chaim Bravender, webyeshiva.org. If you have not explored the site, go to it, everybody. And if you want to recommend a great site uh, to people who are searching and looking for learning, it's webyeshiva.org, webyeshiva.org. What was your reaction, Rabbi Bravender, when you were informed that you were the recipient of the 2017 Sylvan Adams Nefesh Benefesh Bonate Sion Award for Education? Well, I just hope that it didn't mean that my career is over. <laughs> I'm very appreciative. I'm very appreciative of the fact that I was given the award, and I hope that it'll have, uh, uh, that'll be beneficial for the things that I'm interested in, the things that I'm doing, and that it does not signify necessarily the end of a career. But uh, ongoing, ongoing, we're working hard. And I appreciate very much the Nevis Benefesh Award, and I think what they're doing, the work that they're doing is very good, and their emphasis on Aliyah and trying to get people, make it easier for people to come to Israel. You know, when I, I remember, I don't think uh, I had that saw bureaucrat in my life. And when I came to Israel, I think the only people I saw were bureaucrats. <laughs> so that's a change. It's a change that you have to accommodate yourself to, and I think... Nefesh Benefesh is doing a really good job in making Aliyah kind of easier, simpler, 
more uh, appreciative and uh, enabling people to see themselves more easily as part of the Israeli society, which you may have heard is a little abrasive <laughs> sometimes. Where, where, were you, so, where were you the first week of Aliyah in 1965? Were you in Jerusalem? I was. I came to Jerusalem. I'd never been to Israel before when I came in Aliyah. And I was supposed to go, actually, I was supposed to be in a kibbutz. But my wife, Miriam, who came in Aliyah with me, thankfully, <laughs> uh, convinced me that uh, I should go to Yerushalayim. I mean, you can't come to Israel and not see Yerushalayim. So we said, okay. Instead of the keyboards, we went to Yerushalayim. And because I'm slow-moving, I just stayed. <laughs> I've been here ever since. That's wonderful. Rabbi Bravender, <laughs> Mazaltov on the award. We'll tell everybody to continuously visit webyeshiva.org. It's an amazing site. Continued success. And yes, I'm sure the award is for the significance of continuing this venture. Not, God forbid, that it's over. <laughs> Okay, thank you. A thank pleasure. you so much. Rabbi Chaim Bravender, webyeshiva.org, the 2017 Nefesh Benefesh Bonate Zion Awardee for Education. An honor to have him on and speak with him on this Thursday morning edition of JM in the AM. <laughs> <laughs>